Okay, after weeks of secrecy and backroom deals, we finally know what's in the budget that Congress has agreed upon, and it turns out the Republicans have thrown President Trump and the conservatives under the bus. They gave the Democrats everything they asked for and gave the president virtually nothing he asked for. And amazingly, despite having a Republican-controlled House, Senate, and White House, the Republicans still crossed over the aisle, cut a deal with the Democrats, cut the conservatives out. That's right. The conservatives are against this bill. They're going to be voting against this bill, as they should. And Paul Ryan has crossed the aisle, making a deal with the Democrats, who have zero power. I mean, this is inexplicable. Here are the details. President Trump asked for three things. He said, let me fund the wall. Give me fund, uh, Withhold funds from sanctuary cities who harbor illegal immigrants and give us more money for deportations of illegals. That's all he asked for. And he also wanted a lot of spending cuts. He wanted to slash a lot of expenses on wasteful spending like the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, PBS, NPR, just totally wasted money. And he got none of that, none of it, none of the cuts. It's just unbelievable. But but it gets even worse because they did give him, he wanted $1.4 billion for the wall. They said no, but they did give him $1.5 billion for border patrol. But they said, but you cannot, specifically, you cannot use it for a wall. It is not allowed, prohibited to be used for the wall. What's he supposed to use it for? Well, they didn't specify. They said technology, you can fix up breaches in the existing fences that are there, but no wall. So basically here, President Trump, here's the $1.5 billion that you asked for. I don't know. Use it. I don't know what you should use it on. We don't, we, don't, we don't really know what you should use it on. We just know one thing. Don't use it on the wall. But what you should use it on, we don't have anything specific in mind. I mean, it, could there be a bigger slap in the face? Here, we're going to give you the money you wanted because we have it. But you, you, you want a wall? Well, we're going to spite you and tell you that's the one thing you can't do with this money. I, it's just, I mean, can you hear the, the frustration? It's infuriating. In my voice. Now, meanwhile, Pelosi and Schumer are giddy because they're calling this a huge victory. And it's hard to argue. They got everything they want, despite being the minority, despite despite having zero power. They even get a five billion dollar spending increase. And, and, and again, they didn't slash all the things that President want, but President Trump wanted to be to, to have slashed. Uh, and then they asked Ryan and the Republicans why they did this. So they insisted, well, we won. We, why, well, why'd you win? We got $18 billion in defense spending, an additional $18 billion. Oh, well, gee whiz. So the Democrats actually conceded on one thing. They gave us money to protect our country, which must have been pretty painful because we know how much Schumer and Pelosi refused to uh, protect our country, refused to help us protect our country. Now, the question is, why did the Republicans do this? And they're going to tell you, and don't, and it's hard to believe, they're going to tell you, well, we're afraid of the Democrats. We're afraid of a government shutdown. Imagine the bad press we're going to get. Now, at first, who cares? Shut the government down so there won't be national parks. You know, maybe the IRS will, uh, won't, won't, won't work as efficiently. Not that they work efficiently to begin with. Uh, shut it down. But that's not the real. Here's why. Maybe. And if that's the reason, that's ridiculous. They they should not be afraid of this. Explain to the American people that it's the Democrats who are holding things up, that the government needs to function. And the Republicans are the only ones who are responsible. But here's why I find it hard to believe, because we're talking about the House. The the, the Senate can't. I'm sorry. the, The Democrats can't hold things up in the House. In the Senate. In the Senate, the Democrats technically can filibuster. So pass a call the call the Democrats bluff. Pass the bill in the House, which it will pass if you have a real, true conservative bill. You have the Republicans uh, all on board. Pass it in the House, and then send it to the Senate and and force the Democrats to filibuster. Why would you not do that? And by the way, who says the Democrats will filibuster? They'll they'll talk. You know, they'll they'll threaten to filibuster. 
But when push comes to shove, if they if we have a Republican controlled House and Senate and the Democrats filibuster, despite having a minority, I mean, that's going to look terrible. You can easily blame the government shutdown on that. So if that's the reason, it, it's a very, very, very unfortunate reason. And I completely disagree with it. But I don't think that's the reason. Because as I said, if the Republicans really, really cared about this, they control everything. They can push it through, force the Democrats to filibuster. What this is really about is that the Republicans themselves, not all of them, but the moderates, many of them, they also don't want to cut these things. They also want to spend the money. At the very least, they don't feel strongly one way or the other. And probably they're worried that they're going to be attacked as people who are anti the elderly, as people who are anti the needy, people who don't care about helping the uh the, 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 the lesser privileged, and they, they're worried about being labeled by the media as the party of no, even though they're in total control. But they're still worried about this. So they're blaming the Democrats. They're so lucky. If the Democrats couldn't filibuster, then they couldn't blame the Democrats. The Republicans want it. They want to say, well, sorry, we have no choice. Democrats were going to filibuster government shutdown. This would have been bad. So we had no choice. We had to cave in on everything, on everything. We had to give Trump nothing, cave in to the Democrats on every single thing they wanted. Um, It doesn't make any sense. The reason is because the Republicans aren't really caving. That's just an excuse. They love it. They love the fact that the Democrats could still filibuster because now they can say, well, listen, it's not. don't blame us. It's Democrats. You know, yeah, we funded all these crazy things and we refused to give Trump the wall. Democrats really had us. They had us by the throat. But why? They're also shutting down the government. Why they have you by the throat? So that's the only explanation that really makes sense to me. The Republicans don't want to cut spending to all these wasteful – these things are so wasteful. We're talking about right, – we'll get to the specifics in a moment. But they'd be better off flushing the money, the, the, the billions down the toilet because at least if they flushed it down the toilet, it would clog – it would generate – it would clog up the drains and they'd have to call plumbers and it would generate jobs for plumbers. At least that would actually generate some money as opposed to the – NEA, National Endowment for the Arts and the Humanities, and PBS and NPR. I mean, it's just astonishing. It's breathtaking. Now, the specifics are they uh, the, the, fun- they gave an extra $2 billion to the NIH, the National Institute of Health, which is this medical research organization that was created by, I believe, Barack Obama. I mean, just talk about throwing the money in the garbage. The, let the private industry, there are so many private organizations that do a much more efficient job of medical research, get the government involved. Supposedly, a lot of that money goes to waste, and now even more is going to go to waste. Funding Medicaid for Puerto, for Puerto Rico, again, nice thing. We cannot afford it. Uh, Obamacare, health care, the government right now is on the verge of collapse when it comes to health care spending. Uh, they made Pell Grants, year-round Pell Grants. This is something that Obama stopped. Obama stopped. Year-round Pell Grants are financial aid for schooling, and it was getting to be uh, astronomically expensive. So the government, Obama actually put a halt to it and said he can only apply for them twice a year uh, to actually make, believe it or not, Obama, it was an Obama spending cut. It was a good thing. And now the Republicans, <laughs> amazingly, uh, are the ones to reinstate a full year-round. As we said the National Endowment of the Arts, the National Endowment for the Humanities, their budgets are intact, even though Trump wanted those to be slashed, PBS, NPR, I mean, it's and a lot of other spending that's just completely, completely ridiculous, especially at a time when we're about $20 trillion in debt. Uh, in other news, health care, which is we're all sitting here hoping, all right, at least a health care bill, at least we'll repeal and replace, right? Just as we're getting closer on the brink, guess what? The moderates are upset. First, the, the conservatives and the House Freedom Caucus were upset 
because there, there was just it just wasn't going to cut premiums. There were just too many restrictions remaining, as we've explained many times, uh, on the insurance companies, and that was going to end up raising premiums more and more, as we keep seeing happen uh, with Obamacare. So the conservatives fought and give them credit, and the the new healthcare legislation being proposed is much much better because it basically gives the insurance companies a lot of options. I don't care about the insurance companies, but I care about us. When they have more options and more freedom, then they save money. And when they save money, then we save money because our premiums are going to be lower. So it gave them the option to get a waiver and to opt out of covering people with pre-existing conditions. Not that they wouldn't cover them, but they could raise rates on people who are in a high-risk pool and people who have pre-existing conditions. And it also eased restrictions. It got rid of the essential health benefits mandate of Obamacare, which forces the insurance companies to cover all sorts of crazy things and to have no control over what they cover, which is, as we said, it just strangles the insurance companies and then they turn those expenses over to us. So that's the new bill. Well, guess what? The moderates say that's too conservative for us. We can't have something that that would actually raise prices on people with pre-existing conditions. That's just evil. Our constituents will hate us. Well, what, what's your alternative? It looks like right now we may not have any bill at all. How, how are your constituents going to feel about that? We'll keep an eye. It could be they'll still manage to get it passed. But the point is, now that it's moved to the conservative side of things, now the moderates are saying they may vote against it. And it's very, very unclear at this point if the repeal and replace uh, bill actually has the votes needed to pass the House. And that's even before we get to the Senate. So we'll keep you updated. Finally, one more follow-up. We're waiting to see how the UN votes on this anti-Israel resolution claiming that uh, Israel does not have sovereignty over Jerusalem, over Yerushalayim, not just East Yerushalayim, but the entire Yerushalayim, and many other things, as you can hear in yesterday's show. And uh, I will just tell you that uh, this is amazing. If you look at what went on over here, uh, you know, and we spoke about this the other day, but number one, the Arabs, who are the ones who sponsored this resolution, they took something out of President Trump's playbook, which President Trump, what he likes to do is he likes to say something extreme when he's negotiating. He likes to offer an extreme position. He's written about this in his book. And then you know, he'll negotiate back and he'll end up getting a lot of what he wants because he started off so far to the extreme that even when he kind of compromises, he's still getting a lot of what he wants. He said to China, we're going to cut off trade with you. And then he said, all right, fine, I won't cut off trade. I won't label your currency manipulator, but I need your help on North Korea, which we still have to wait and see what happens with that, by the way. Very scary stuff. And uh, he said, we're getting out of NAFTA. We're getting out of NAFTA. And then they called him, oh, you want to make a deal? Canada says, we'll make a deal with NAFTA. And, and President Trump, all right, let's make a deal. So that's his MO. That's his way of dealing. His tactic is that he starts off to the extreme and then gets you to, to kind of come around to his side of things. Now, that's what happened over here. They started off with a resolution that the Europeans were against that said that, or the implication was, very strong implication, pretty much said that Israel has no right to any part of Yerushalayim. The Europeans said, well, we can't, that's not fair. They do have a right to West Jerusalem, that's not fair, you can't do that. So let's change the bill. Let's change the resolution, let's change the wording. And then it's still a very, very extreme wording. But listen to this. It's just insane. That's the tactic here. People are getting very shrewd. And again, following President Trump's playbook. But it gets even worse. This is amazing. Again, at least as I, if I understand the reports correctly, and it was a lot of fuzzy reporting. I think I think a lot of even the news agencies weren't clear because a lot of this stuff was done very secretively, of course. But 
the original resolution said, essentially, that Israel has no right to the city of Jerusalem, to sovereignty or rule over the city of Jerusalem. And the Europeans said, we can't do that. So what was the change? The change was they added the word holy, the holy city of Jerusalem. As if somehow, because the word holy, that doesn't mean the entire, that just means part of the city. That one word, it, it's, it's the same exact thing. It's just that one little meaningless word, and now the Europeans say, well, well, in other words, what happened was the Europeans say, well, you can't do this. Israel doesn't have a right to Jerusalem? That's that's too extreme. That's too radical. Oh, well, well okay, we'll add the word. Oh, you added the word holy. Oh, they don't have a right to the holy city of Jerusalem. Oh, well, now we'll vote for the bill. Now we'll vote for we'll pass the resolution. That changes everything. I mean, are you kidding me? Well, it's just the holy parts. Who knows which parts are holy? Give me a break. But again, these are the tactics. I mean, they are literally, literally manipulating. The U.N. is doing everything it can to fight back. It sees President Trump is so supportive of Benjamin Netanyahu and of of Israel, and they simply they, they can't handle it. So they will do everything in their power to put a rift in between Israel and pretty much the rest of the world. And we will keep you updated on that and everything else. We thank you for joining us. My name is Yaakov M.